0: The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One-on-One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers.
1: Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One On One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Tuesday, February twenty first, twenty twenty three. Listeners, please welcome Adult Star on the Rise, John Legendary. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you so much. For it's having awesome me. to have you on, man. You are certainly an incredibly buzzworthy performer. Your star is shining bright and continues to grow, so I'm really glad to have you on so that we can share your story with uh, my listeners and uh, with your fans. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Now, before I even start anything with the interview, I have to give you your props. Congrats on the Avian Award win for Best Foursome slash Orgy Scene and Best Sex Scene Vignette from the X-Biz Awards. It's for the blacked scene, High Gear. Later on, I'm going to ask you a question in particular about that scene, but I have to start off by giving you your props.
2: Oh, Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're that welcome. Means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a big damn deal, so major props to you <laughs> on that. No doubt. So, let's start off by getting some stats out the way. What's your height and weight? I
2: am 6 foot and I am 185.
1: What's your ethnic background? I'm black, African-American. What's your zodiac sign? Leo. And how old are you? I am 38. Let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from... Motown, Detroit, Michigan. Very nice. Awesome. What was life like for you growing up in, in Motown?
2: Man, growing up in the D was was pretty tough, <laughs> you know, to say the least. Um, it was, you know, it was it was definitely not the easiest place to grow up, but it kind of helped formulate who I've become. Um, you know, track and, and other sports were kind of my outlet to. Learned that life was so much more outside of the Detroit, but I had a good time growing up there. Um, but just just sports in itself allowed me to travel and tour the country and to learn that, like you know, other places are cool, other places are nicer. So that kind of like prompted my my idea or my um, desire to travel and to learn how other people are living and and about other cultures. Uh, so that's you know, I even did study abroad in college because I fell in love with traveling, and that wouldn't have happened if um, you know I didn't do sports growing up in Detroit. So, but um, you know, I always have like um, this this huge admiration and loyalty to the city of Detroit, and um, you know, I, I like to go back home when I can.
1: What kind of uh, values, sort of, were instilled? in you uh with you know your uh, your commitment to sports um so you know
2: just i guess i would say like leadership but also being from Detroit you have to have a certain level of tenacity and, and grit and perseverance to withstand you know all the you know the wild craziness of growing up in Detroit so that kind of carried over to me as an athlete while I was running track in, in high school and, you know, ultimately college.
1: So let's talk about what was going on in your life prior to entering the business. Uh, you know, I, I I do know a little bit about it by reading your bio. So I, I find it incredibly fascinating how you were working in a particular arena before making the big jump into this completely different arena?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my background is in in aerospace and defense industry. I worked in engineering, um, you know, for, for quite some time, working for some of the major aerospace companies in the world. Um, and so that's, yeah, like you mentioned, it's a stark contrast from the industry that I find myself in today. Um, but it was definitely a, a rewarding career. And, uh, you know, you know, I went to college and did a, the grad school thing and, you know, picked up a couple of master degrees. So, you know, I might be one of the most <laughs> educated or not educated, I would say, uh,
1: um, degree having porn stars around right, yeah, major props on that man that's incredibly <laughs> fascinating. what a backstory let's talk about how you you know you're you started to dip your toes into the arena of adults
2: yeah yeah, yeah, so you know, i've been um in the the hot wife lifestyle and and can you actually systematic. break down how you got
1: into that? Like, is it just as yeah. simple as, you know, going to a particular site, being on a particular, you know, chat group? Like, how exactly did you venture into that realm? Because I know that that was sort of like the key sort of into getting into adult full-time. But how did you get into that sort of period?
2: Yeah, so one day I was hanging out with one of my grad school buddies. And we were hanging out at his house just, you know, just shooting the shit. And then he had a young lady come over. And so I figured this is my time to leave. So I said, okay, you know, I'll holler at you later. But then he said, wait, just hold on. Give me a second. So he proceeds to call this woman's husband. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? (laughs) So he asked this woman's husband, is it okay? if my friend stays, and the husband says, well, yeah, if you take pictures and videos, I don't have no problem with, you, with with him staying. So, you know, I stayed, and we proceeded to fuck his wife, take pictures and videos, send it to him, and the husband is just like, this was amazing. You know, it was a great experience for him. So, you know, me, I'm like, you know, what the hell we just do? You know, I've never done no shit like this before. So I'm asking my friend, like, bruh, like, that was wild, but I liked it. Tell me more. <laughs> like, give me the details of how I can find some more about this this lifestyle. And so then over the next few years, I started learning more and traveling and, and going to different lifestyle resorts. And... um then I found myself as being um, what's, considered a, what's called a bull. A bull is a, a gentleman who understands the, the nuances in the hot wife lifestyle between either between the um, stag and vixen couple or the cut-coating couple. Those are two different dynamics within the hot wife lifestyle. So a bull understands those two nuances and how to cater and approach both dynamics. And so after being comfortable while the husband films me fuck his wife, you know, I'm like, well, shit, the, the next natural progression would be to maybe I could go to porn. You know, maybe I have some type of um, uh, career path in porn after doing something in the high-life lifestyle for just pure. Fun, leisure, passion, or whatnot. Uh, maybe I can make this a career, and so that's what uh, kind of led me into, uh, you know, dipping my toes in uh, porn.
1: That's interesting. So, before having these experiences, had porn ever crossed your mind as something that you would venture into? It it didn't cross
2: my mind in a in a, I guess, a realistic manner um, in college. My nickname was porn star. A lot of the, my buddies and my frat brothers would call me porn star just because of the wild shit I was doing in college. You know, the, the the women I had, or just the crazy adventures I had. You know, so that that was like my nickname. But I never really thought much of it, and I never thought that this was something remotely possible, considering you know my educational background, <clears throat> and then you know going into like corporate America. And, you know, even being, like, an exec- executive at, you know, companies, I never thought that I would actually take this, you know, take this path.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, you're in a very yeah. different arena. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like, how could it become a reality? But clearly, it right, did. Right. <laughs> and so, this leads right to into my next question with, how did you make, now, the jump from, you know, being – in being in it's sort of like having these these experiences these adult experiences with couples you know you were being filmed already so you're like well might as well start actually doing porn so what was like the next step for you in officially entering the adult industry
2: yeah so you know i had I started a, a twitter and was posting some of my some of my clips with you know different wives Um, Because in the hot life lifestyle, I had a lot of friends, um, couples, and also other bulls who would, you know, post different clips and videos, you know, of them having sex. So I was doing that, too. But then I, I noticed, you know, a lot of porn stars, that's what they do. Twitter is a very different space now. Well, it's probably always been that way. But in my previous life, Twitter was not like that. So I didn't know did the dark side of Twitter or the delt side of Twitter. And so when I started posting stuff, I said, you know what? Like, let me actually try this after seeing like porn stars on, on Twitter. And so I applied at my former agent agency and a week later they gave me a call and we, we, you know, spoke and they had me come in and, um, Sign, and they signed me and so that's that's kind of how it started it was pretty quick i'm not sure if it was um you know um i mean it was really spontaneous to be honest like <laughs> you know it was it was it was definitely a spontaneous decision but i didn't have to think long and hard about it because it was just something you know i wanted to do i felt like that you only live once and so why not try it
1: Absolutely, yeah. It was one of those right place, right time, right moment, right choice type mm-hmm. of situations.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, let's talk about your porn name. I always feel like a name in the industry is incredibly important. You've got to pick the right name. You've got to pick a catchy name. You've got to pick a name that the fans will associate with you. How did you come up with your porn name?
2: Yeah, so it was so crazy because... Um when I was talking to, to to the the agency, they say, Oh, you need to come up with a name and I was like, Okay, that's easy. I'll just I, I'll just use my lifestyle name. So I was gonna go under the name that I use while I'm, you know, hot wifey. But that particular name was associated with I think, um, maybe a, a gay performer. And they didn't want to, like, have me shown as, like, you know, crossover or anything like that, you know, because I'm a straight performer. Um, so they said, you know, maybe you should pick a different name um, just so you don't hurt your chances with working with female talent or whatnot. I said, okay, cool. And so I was thinking, I'm like, hmm, well, I need something catchy. A lot of people say I look like John Legend, Um Maybe I should go with that, you know, because it it was a crazy. A couple years ago, I was in Colombia for um, a little quick little trip, a solo trip, and I had went out on a date with this young lady, and she really thought I was John Legend. Like we were at the dinner table, and she's tearing up. She's in almost in tears, talking about how she had a, a dream that she met John Legend. And that you know, she, you know, I've, she's always wanted me to sing to her this and that, and she really thought I was Ja Legend. So I took her back to the villa that I was that I was staying at, and I gave her a little concert, a little jaw Legend concert. Now, granted, <laughs> wait, I, I can't sing at all. Okay, I was about to ask that. No, yeah, I can't sing, but but I'm very enthusiastic. You know, when I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna be the best non-singer, you're everyone to me. I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. So, you know, she she just was lost into the performance, you know, and, um, uh, you know, that kind of stuck with me, that one story about John John Legend. So
1: Well, no, uh, I have a follow-up really quick. I have a follow-up really quick. What was the song? Was it an actual John Legend song? Did you do Ordinary People? Oh,
2: yeah. I I did Ordinary People. I did uh, All of Me. Okay. Yeah, I did a couple a of couple songs, but yeah, Ordinary Pe- ordinary People is the song I go to. Um, it's my karaoke go-to song, okay? Now, I can't hit any of the notes, but I try, you know? Okay, I'm and trying is try important. Out. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I give 100% effort in everything I do, regardless if I'm good at it or not.
1: That's, uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I came up with the name John Legendary. Very nice. I approve, Uh, yes, even the international shenanigans. Um, (laughs) You know, you made her dream come true. Oh, yeah, I definitely did. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Yes, fantastic. All right, so let's discuss your first time on an official porn set, your first day, your first official shoot in the adult industry. What was that experience like for you? Now, clearly, you had a little bit of experience in regards to people being in the room watching you have sex. As you mentioned, the camera did come out. You had clips of the stuff that you were doing that, in essence, was basically amateur porn, Uh, Or, you know, because it was filmed. You know, we can call it, quote-unquote, amateur porn. But now you're in front of, you know, the lights, the cameras. You've got a director there. You've got the camera people. Sometimes the director is the camera person. But what was that first day like for you shooting an official scene? Take me through it. Oh, uh, I uh,
2: I would say... Nervousness is an understatement. I was definitely nervous, um, but still, I you know, I went in there with an the open mind and, and went in there ex- excited and, and enthusiastic about the, the, the opportunity to finally do something like this. Um, so my first set was a blowbang, and that was a very, uh, I would say, intense um, first scene. But I, that's the way that I guess the the, the business works, where they, you know, want to try new guys out and blow banks and gang banks. So I said, okay, well, yeah, I got I got to pay my dues, okay. <laughs> and so it was just like so many guys. It was so many guys. I just <laughs> it was so many guys and one girl. So I've never been in an environment that had so many other male talent and then just one girl, you know, like even and you know the lifestyle if i do like a you know if i i've been in a, a game bang it's still not that many guys it was like tips like 15 guys <laughs> and so um it was just a matter of just you know keeping my nerves in check and you know waiting until it's time to actually perform and then um trying to stay hard to be honest <laughs> You know, that was the the biggest thing is trying to stay hard because, you know, I mean, frankly, I'm big on hygiene. And, you know, once pants come down from other talent, <laughs> I can't control their hygiene, you know. So, you know, once uh, those pants came down and that other dude's aroma went up in the air, that kind of threw me off. So, <laughs> you know, I spent a lot of time in the corner trying to, make sure I can get back good because it was definitely not the easiest uh, scene to do
1: can I just say I appreciate the realness because I feel like (laughs) a lot of people don't really understand that not everybody takes care of themselves in the exact same way that one does so when you are surrounded by a lot of people um, you might find out the truth about how some people take care of themselves (laughs)
2: Yeah, man, it was tough. It was tough. So yeah, I don't. You you don't find uh, many clips of me doing any blow bangs or, or gang gay bangs, man. I'm just I'm just very big on hygiene and cleanliness, and because um, I mean, the, the raw smell can just like really throw me off. <laughs> uh,
1: listen, uh, yeah, I won't disagree with you on that. Yes. <laughs> we all have an inner germaphobe, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for real. It, sometimes it'll pop out. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Um, you know what? So, I'm an exhibitionist at heart,
2: and something that like really goes off for me—it's like a maybe adrenaline that goes off as a as a performer. I like to perform. I like. Um, I think I, I sometimes I think I um, have sex better when I'm performing. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if it's uh, – I think it comes from being an athlete. You know, even when you're in practice, you, you may not practice your hardest, your 120%. You may not practice at full speed or full strength, but when when it's the game day or, or time for you to actually perform, that's when you're at your peak. That's when you excel. That's kind of how I am with performing. It's like I get to see a part of me that I don't typically see on a daily basis. If I'm just having like regular sex with like my girlfriend or something like that, you know, like I get to I get to um, go to new heights. So that's what I like about performance. I get to see a side of me that I'm, I don't typically see.
1: Very nice. Well, since you're talking about your performance, uh, I guess the most logical follow-up question would be, how would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking?
2: Yeah, so I, I, I consider it like, you know, very, in, I would say naturally first, naturally, uh, sensual, passionate, and, you know, I really try to make sure that I'm giving someone like a really good stroke. Um, as opposed to that jackhammer shit, <laughs> uh, you know, that's not really fucking. But, you know, I want to make someone feel special. Uh, I want to make someone, you know, how I like to say, I want to provide an experience to you. I want to provide an experience that you're always going to remember. Um, and so I'm very attentive. I am i might kiss you. I might look into your eyes. Um, but it's, it, it's going to be intense, you know. It's, it's I'm not the I'm not the over aggressive, hyper aggressive type of dude. Um, that's not my personality. So I kind of, you know, just stick to who
1: I am. What's your favorite sexual position to perform on camera? And and to sort of make this a double question, is that also your favorite position uh, personally? I would say
2: okay. So my favorite one to perform that I've been trying to get better in and do more of is like a standing carry position on camera. Oh, okay. Um, so, so that that's something that I wasn't doing a lot of in my personal life, and so it's, it's it's like a new skill. It's something I have to like learn how to do better, or just you oh. know, well, what's the best way to grab someone? What's the best way to to pick to pick a a woman up? You know, uh how how can you hold her up and steal her? how sex that you know, it's, it's pretty involved for me com considering I haven't done it before. Not that much of it. Um, so that's my favorite to do on camera. Um, I would say in my personal life, I mean I like when the guy when when a girl rides me. That's like my favorite, you know. I used to be like doggy style, but now I'm just such a boob guy. I just like to see boobs go up and down you know, and while I'm grabbing some ass. So, yeah, that's my favorite, my personal.
1: And let's be real, the one that you're trying to perfect for the camera, the carrying position, I mean, it certainly it brings out the athlete in you. So that completely makes sense.
2: It definitely does.
1: That's why I need to hit the gym more often. (laughs) So far in the time that you've been in the business, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Oh wow, that's um.
2: Ooh, man, um that's a, that's a good question. That's a hard question to answer. Um I mean, that's a hard question to answer. Man, it's 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 so meaning to name um I mean, I would say like Cherie DeVille, like Angel Young's like um even like Alexis Fox, like so many, like Kazumi um is just a great person. She's a good friend. Um it's, yeah, it's 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 so many. Like Melissa Stratton, Kaylee Gunner, um you know, Mackenzie Ann was is amazing. So a, a lot of women, um I mean, because I, I have my own series, right? So I would say almost everyone that I that has been in one of my like series, like either my date night series, or my paradox series, or my through the hallway series, or my mill series, or any of my orgies, um, any female talent who has been in one of my series, I loved, I enjoyed it. Um, so any of those uh, female talents, I would I would consider, yeah. As, as women that I enjoy working with.
1: Now let's talk about the power of manifestation. Who have mm-hmm. you not worked with yet that is on your must-perform-with list? Are there any performers out there that you hope to work with in the near future? Let's, let's use the power of manifestation. Let's put it out in the universe yeah. and hopefully it'll happen.
2: I mean, I would say, like, Angela White, Gianna Dior, Azul Hermosa, Key Clout, uh, True Kate, um, Sky Bree, Peyton Presley, Luna Stars, Phoenix Marine, Rummy Rain. I keep going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would I would say those, those are some of the girls I, I want to work with that I haven't worked with before. Yeah.
1: Nice. A good list right there.
2: Yeah, yeah, man.
1: Are there any performers in the industry that, you know, are there are individuals that you look up to that inspire you in what you're trying to do in the business? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean,
2: I would say Kuzumi. I mean, she's a friend, and, you know, she's like a mentor. I look up to her a lot. Um, from a business, from a social standpoint, from from everything. I I look up to her a lot. So I would definitely say Kazumi.
1: Yeah, easy. I I highly respect her. In total, how long have you been in the business? In total, I would say maybe about 15 months,
2: 15, 16 months, I would say.
1: And you've done a lot in these 15, 16 months. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's been good. It's been yeah, good. major props. You know, I, You've been I making really, some moves.
2: Thank you. I really just been, you know, focusing on like, you know, my aspiration to be like just a, a good producer, and, and and as well as director. So I've been trying to learn how to direct a little bit more because that's how people kind of got to know me is is me as my work as a producer, and not so much my mainstream work. So, you know, that's kind of what helped. You know, brought me to some type of relevancy is, is my work as a producer and director from my, my, as a content uh, creator.
1: I want to shift gears a little bit to ask a couple of uh, sort of serious questions in regards mm-hmm. to the industry. So the first question in this set is Are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars, porn performers that you would like to dispel?
2: Um. Let's see. Well,
1: I would say that
2: performers are, in my opinion, the more um, health-conscious people, um, especially as it pertains to sexual health. Um, the amount of or the frequency in which we have to get tested, and the standards in which we hold ourselves to from a sexual perspective, and the, the even now the implementation of swabs. Um, and the seriousness that we take as it relates to sexual health, um, I think that dispels a lot of myths in regards to we don't care about, you know, we're just like these, you know, diseased folks, you know, having sex with anyone. Uh, That's not the case. You know, I I think it's um, we, we take our health very serious, sexual health very serious. I know for me personally, I had a lot more sex with random people prior to getting into porn. Now I literally don't have sex with anyone else outside of like my girlfriend, and then like obviously people in in adult work. Um, yeah, it's just it's just you you because it's about respecting not not only respecting yourself but respecting you know, your other talent and the entire industry. So um, you definitely want to take a more um, uh, assertive and active approach to uh, protecting your, you know, your well-being and take care of yourself.
1: Is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy? I mean, I, I would say this, you
2: know, I'm not going to say gatekeeping, but, um I, I don't like the whole competition aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, I really like when we can come together, and you know, break bread and and respect each other as as, as colleagues or associates or, or friends even. Um, it, it's always great when you can go into a setting, and you know, like most of the people and everyone has like a good, positive, you know, loving vibe, and and we're all vibing with each other. I, I really. Uh, like those type of environments, and I, I hope that I can help facilitate or aspire to to bring those type of environments more to the forefront. But um, you know that that's one aspect I don't like as much as um, sometimes it's a competition. You know when it when it shouldn't be. It should be more like um, you know everyone has everyone's going to eat. You know everyone's going to eat if there's enough for everyone. And you know how can I help you? How can I be of assistance to you? Um, you know, so that's, that's one thing I would say.
1: Well, since you referenced gatekeeping and competition, I, I got to follow up with, have you personally felt, um, at any time in these 15, 16 months that you've been in the industry where people may have, uh, been hating on the new fresh face in this business? <laughs> like, have you felt, guess, have you I felt it personally? Uh
2: I, I wouldn't say I, I've felt it too much. Uh, I, I wonder it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Uh, I just I try not to focus on it too much. Um, and, and from um, when you're trying to start off and create content, right, it's very difficult. When no one knows you, it's very difficult to – find, like, senior partners to work with. And so that process is hell in trying to establish yourself where talent, female talent, wants to work with you. You know, your Instagram is is nothing. You you don't have any followers on Instagram. You don't have any followers on Twitter. Um, Like, no one knows you. That process is hell. And so the process of going from where no one knows you to some type of relevancy where, people do want to work with you, you know, it's quite brutal. Um, and so that's one thing that I know I've struggled with and I still struggle with. And so the question that I have is, okay, as a, as a male talent, how can you elevate your brand, what you're doing, to be in a position where female talent wants to work with you um, so it's like I try to be more constructive. You know, things that I'm feeling down about, I try to be more constructive. You know, if it's like, okay, if not if enough people want to shoot with me, okay, what can I do to make myself better? Um, how can I elevate my status? How can I elevate my production and, and the quality that I'm putting out? How can I improve my reputation? Um, how I'm being presented, or how I'm being received, or or whatnot. So that's how I kind of look at it from a production standpoint. With like studios, it's like, okay, if I'm not getting enough bookings, you know, is it my agent? Okay, well, maybe we need to find a new agent. Okay, if I'm if that's still not the case, then you know, what is it? What is what is it? What am I not doing that's putting me in the situation or not um, allowing me to transcend to the plateau where I'm trying to go. So, I, I look at everything from a more constructive place and, and understand that I am responsible for what I accomplish. Um, so I wouldn't have that control over my career and in and, and every aspect of it.
1: I like that answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. As a black man in the industry, in this time that you've mm-hmm. been in the business, the the almost year and a half that you've been a performer, have you ever felt any racism, discrimination, or microaggressions directed at you? Uh, you
2: know, not directed at me. I wouldn't say that um, in the business. I mean, I mean, frankly, I'm essentially numb to it. <laughs> As a black man in America, you know, I've I've, I've been living this thing for thirty eight years, so. You know, it's it's something I I just you know I don't even I don't give it enough energy. I don't give it the energy that you know it it probably wants. Um, So I'm sure there's been some type of you know discrimination or or microaggressions. I'm sure, but I try not to pay no mind. Um, I try to be more as I try to be as productive or. Um, like I said, constructive as possible, um, because there's only so many things I can control, you know? So the things I can control, those are the things I I try to exert my energy towards. So
1: let's shift away from the serious stuff, and let's talk about you and the productions that you've been in. So earlier in the interview when I introduced... You at the start, I mentioned this big scene that became, Mm -hmm. you know, an award winner uh, most recently. And uh, we've got to talk a little bit about the BTS of the blacked scene, High Gear, which featured a multitude of phenomenal talent. And in that mix is this newbie, this star on the rise, John Legendary. What was that experience like for you? It was
2: almost like a dream come true. That's the it's the closest to a dream come true that you can possibly have. It it literally was a dream come true. It's no way in hell that I thought I would have been on any type of Vixen set in my first year of porn. It's no way in hell. So, um, it was it was an honor. I was happy. I don't take that opportunity for granted. Um, it, it's definitely a high, the, one of the biggest highlights, if not the most. The biggest in my career, um, and you know, I was forever grateful for the Vixen folks for having me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for even like you know Vicky Chase, who I met, who just you know, you know spoke spoke good things to, about me to the folks. Um, so yeah, man, it was um it was a great experience. It was uh, it was a uh, you know two days of. Of, of good people, of good work, of high quality, um, a high quality production It's something that I ha- hadn't seen before, but it, it just motivated me to like step my stuff up, you know, step my game up as it relates to, you know, my desire to be a producer and director. Um, it was, it was, it was first class the way that Vickson, um, you know, treats everyone, um, And it really was first class. It was a great experience. And, um, you know, yeah, I
1: I can't speak uh, enough good things about that experience. Very nice. Once again, congrats on all of the awards that that scene has been winning. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Now you mentioned first class, you mentioned high end. That's what you've mm-hmm. been doing with your own content. So let's dive deep into the content that you have been Creating. Tell me about the content that can be found on your OnlyFans and ManyVids. I know that you have been really focused on creating high-end series that you yeah, yourself yeah. Have, have crafted. So can you break down for the listeners what type of content they can find on your OnlyFans and ManyVids, as well as what the series are and how they sort of stand apart from each other?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, so so what I wanted to do is, is create something where it was very well put together, very polished, very high-end, um, almost luxury, The almost luxury porn, I, I like to call it sometimes, um, where, you know, you can – it doesn't have to be a big studio production to have that big studio production feel um and and I do everything myself the, the the reason why I did the um the series how I started off as when I first started I wasn't getting any work and so you know no one knew me obviously so I figured well the best way for people to know me is to put some work out there and if I can't get a studio to help me put work out there then I'm going to do it myself you know like I said I try to control what I can control. And so I said, well, let me take matters to my own hands, and I'm going to put out some good work out there so that directors, studios can see the type of work, the type of uh, skills, the performance that I can provide so they can potentially hire me. So that was the whole reasoning behind me starting um, the Date Night series. And then, um, then also, I, I kind of use that date night series as a, as a business card. You know, this is a, a live, a living business card that you know my desire to work with other female talent for collaborations. Um, now I have a point of reference. Like, hey, this is something I've done in the past. we we'll Would love to do something similar with you. Um, you know, check it out. And so then, that's kind of how I start building. And, and, and then a word of mouth and people seeing the type of content that I was producing, that kind of helped me work with more female talent. But then I took it, you know, then I started getting, like, the feedback, the positive feedback as far as saying that this is different. No one's doing something like this. And so, you know, I, and I start enjoying the process of creating and directing and producing um, and so then I said, you know, I really want to focus on this. And So then um, I started rolling out different series. So we started off with the date night series, uh, essentially me on a date, a really nice date on the town, and, you know, we go back to my place or wherever, and then, you know, we, we have the sex as part of the scene. And so it's just really well put together. Um, and that's how to mix up, with, like, different types of dates. We could be in Beverly Hills one day you know, dressed up, or we could be, you know, in downtown L.A., um, going out for, like, dumplings or ice cream or something like that, you know. Um, and so after that series, I started Three the Hard Way, which is a threesome, a boy-girl-girl girl threesome series. And so that's kind of, like, based off, like, random random meetups with, like, two girls or, or whatever, and then we end up having threesomes. And then the next one was Insatiable Mills. You know, everyone knows I love Mills. And so um, that one's essentially, you know, uh, a series designated for um, the more experienced uh, performers, the um, Mills, which I love. Uh, very talented. And then I started Paradox, which is something I really like. Um, it's, it's my series for uh, heavily... Inked, beautifully inked, female talent. So, uh, these th- type of talent typically have like a lot of tattoos, covered or whatnot. Um, so, I wanted to give something like really nice and upscale for the with the for the sexy ladies with with ink. Um, so, we got paradox, and then we have the legendary orgy. Um, you know, I try to. I've been in a couple orgies before, and I the legend, legendary orgy. Because I've been in orgies, and I've been in orgies on camera, and there were things that I wanted to see done in the orgies. So I took took things that I didn't like and said, okay, I'm going to do something, and it's going to be better. And so that's how Legendary Orgy started. And I did a, a bachelorette theme orgy, and I did a – a nightclub themed orgy was, which, which was my biggest production to date, and then I have a new series that's coming very, very soon, and it's called Legendary Anal. So I, I guess I know you can get kind of guess what that's about.
1: No kidding, <laughs> that's
2: what I got working.
1: <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, how many are involved in the orgies? So the first orgy, it was me and five girls.
2: And the second orgy was like three, three male performers and maybe five female performers.
1: Very nice. You might need to spin off the orgy one and do legendary reverse gangbangs. Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, good, good.
2: Oh, I am. <laughs> I like it. The wheels yeah, are turning. I, already,
1: I like it. Yeah, we we got it. We got
2: we got it. Uh, I've 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 tried a couple of times. Uh, I tried to do one in the AVN. But obviously, Avian is the worst place to do any kind of content because everyone's tired or busy or whatever. But yeah, uh, uh, it's called um, – that one is going to be called uh, uh, Reverse
1: XXX. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Very nice. How often do you update the various websites that you use to release your content, like OnlyFans I and I kind of release something
2: like every week. Okay. Um – but, but I, I am working, um, this might be a spoiler, I am in the infancy stages, you know, maybe more so like the ideation phase of creating my own site. Um, so I hope to launch that site this summer at some point. And that's where I'm going to have like all of my um, production content that I do. And then I'm going to keep all the amateur content on OnlyFans and mini vids.
1: Very nice. Actually, a follow-up question you just answered. I was going to ask if there was a website in the works because clearly, based off the fact that you're doing all these series, I mean, it, it sounds like mm-hmm. the next logical step is a website. And once again, I have to give you props, man, for being so fresh in the industry already. Even thinking about an official website is is major. I would say. You know, there are a sure. lot of performers. And this is no shade, no diss to any other performers out there, but there are many performers that have been in the game five, ten years that still don't have an official Mm -hmm. website. And at the end of the day, you know, an official website, even though it takes a moment to to make and it is a little bit costly in the beginning, at the end of the day, I mean, that's where your bread and butter can come from because Mm -hmm. you own that website, that site is yours, the content is yours, so that means all the money that comes through the site is yours.
2: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I think because you joined a little bit later in life Mm -hmm. and you had, you know, all of that, you know, the very different work that you were doing, you know, so your mindset is a little bit different, Uh, you know, I think all of that is incredibly beneficial in how you are tackling what you want to do in the business
2: right right for sure definitely it definitely helped put things down in, in perspective as far as how to move and you know you know i've, I've been moving um and, you know in, in the business world for quite some time so it just can't kind of um gave me a good framework on how to move into this industry because you know i kind of move the same in, in, in different industries um so it just kind of gave me a, my, my, I would say my background and, and education and previous work experience has provided a sound framework for how to move, even if it's not the right way because every industry is different and has its nuances, but at least it gave me a framework to at least start and then I can tailor based off of those nuances.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you just said. So uh, now it's time for the big question—a question that I'm sure a lot of your fans might be curious to know: How much is John Legendary packing? Oh,
2: <laughs> I'm I'm eight inches. I'm not as I'm not as, as huge as everyone else, but uh, yeah, I, I'm a strong eight. That's what I say. I'm a strong eight.
1: <laughs> it gets the job done. Hey, baby, it gets the job done. <laughs> exactly. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a decent load for the pop shot? Do you have any tricks, or you know, is there anything that you do to make sure that you have the right shot for the money shot?
2: I I, I don't I don't masturbate um, unless you know unless <laughs> unless it's, uh you know so, someone wants to see it. <laughs> I just don't do it that much for pleasure anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just, I I try to keep it. Uh, if I have a shoot that day, I try not to have sex that morning, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, my girlfriend's not too happy the morning of me having a shoot because she won't get any dick until that night, <laughs> which is very interesting because after I finish, like, shooting or shooting content or whatever, I come back very sexually charged. So. Uh, you know, she she doesn't like me. You know, she doesn't like the fact that I'm going to those go shoot. But then the fact that once I come back, she's excited because I'm coming back because she knows I'm gonna fuck her good. It's it, it's, it's kind of crazy. Well, it it's happens.
1: the exhibitionist in you. You know, you yeah. got the chance to be seen, and that clearly is a turn on for you. So you leave the shoot. Amped up and extra horny.
2: Yeah, I do. I really do.
1: <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So, since we're talking about the load, where's your favorite place to shoot your load? Um, you know, my
2: favorite is cream pie. You know, but if if I if I can't do a cream pie,
1: that's the bull in I would you. I'll say the mouth. Wanting the cream pie. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. 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 Yeah, it's like uh, I just want to do cream pie. It's like that's like the best. Um, if if I can't do that, yeah, then then the, then I'll settle for the mouth. <laughs> Those are the only two places. Like if it's somewhere else, if it's like on the ass, I'm almost. I feel like disrespectful if you'll be cum on your ass because it's like I feel like that my cum is is worth more than an ass shot. You know, that's just my personal opinion about my cum. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So you've mentioned a couple times in the interview that you are in a relationship. I usually don't like to pry because I feel like it's none of my business, so listeners, it shouldn't be any of your business as well. But since you've been sort of discussing it, I feel like this next question shouldn't be prying too much, especially because I'm just going to ask sort of in general But uh, So in general, since you have been in the industry, you've been in the game Mm -hmm. now for almost a year and a half, you are a star on the rise, you've been filming a lot of incredible content and and working really hard in the industry, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) Is it difficult for you to maintain a romantic relationship while doing the work that you're doing? And, And based off of just sort of context clues of how you've worded things, it sounds like she is not in the industry? So does it make it easier because she's not in the game? What's your sort of opinion on romance, a relationship, while working in porn? Yes, yeah,
2: so I have, like, the best girlfriend ever. So it, it makes it – it's not easy. Uh, I just need to preface it that it's not easy. Um, even a relationship as a male performer isn't easy. But we make our relationship work just based off of our our foundation um, of communication and trust uh, and and transparency um, and and also being able to, like, talk through things and um, understand, you know, like, feelings and, and respecting those feelings and allowing someone to feel and have that human emotional experience and not trying to dissuade or 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 you know control how that person is is having that type of an experience at the moment, um, so it, you know it, it takes time. Time is like the best friend because it allows you to kind of um observe how things are going. Um, and then talk about how things are going, and you know why she may be feeling a certain way, or and then you know, frankly, you know my, my girlfriend gets to meet uh, the the women that I shoot with, whether it's team partners or you know girls that I shoot with, content, and realizes that you know these girls are nice girls, and they're not trying to trick her man or anything like that, you know, and. It just helps, you know. I bring her around sometimes, you know. So it just it just helps. And, you know, I'm not like, you know, I I, just, I just try to you know do whatever it is to make it work, you know. And um, it's 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 rewarding, you know, because I get to go through this experience with someone where she knows where I started. You know, it's not like we just met yesterday. And we we have history, you know, and she's been there with me through every um, every phase or every idea I've had, you know, because, you know, at once upon a time it was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in the lifestyle. I'm a bull. You know, I fuck wives. And, you know, that was something that we had to work through. You know, then it was like, well, actually, I think I want to go into porn. So that was something we had to work through. You know, so she's been there. After every hunch, every idea or fantasy that I've had, she's been there and we worked through it together. So she's truly the best.
1: Honestly, it sounds like it. And and I think the most important thing that you said was communication. Because any Mm -hmm. relationship, whether it's a romantic one, a friendship, or even a familial relationship, benefits from open and honest communication. If there isn't that open and honest communication, that's when relationships crumble. And it sounds like both of you have a solid foundation and and, and, an understanding of being open and honest, and, and that has really helped this sort of transition for you, for you, I mean, sort of both transitions to be quite honest. When you initially started in the lifestyle, yeah. and then when you made the leap into the adult industry,
2: definitely, definitely. Because uh, when she met
1: me, I was just an engineer. You know, my Bumble
2: profile did not have porn; it had engineer, aerospace. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely. Uh, we both didn't think I'd be doing porn when we met. <laughs> so it's been a, a while wild but rewarding ride
1: definitely shout out to bumble
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. they need to sponsor me
1: exactly yes <laughs> tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know something unique about john legendary
2: hmm. um unique oh i would say something unique uh i've uh, i've been a writer uh, I used to blog for Forbes. So um, I have like maybe like 15 articles in Forbes, like Forbes magazine. So I would say that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, that's incredibly unique. Props on that, man. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Describe yourself in 10 words or less.
2: Um, I would say educated Polished, intuitive, grit, tenacity, heart, passionate, friend, resourceful, and last one. Last one, I would say, kind.
1: No, last one, I'll say gentlemen. Very nice. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of sort of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question mm-hmm. in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh,
2: Snowfall... Power, or right, not any of those powers, any of those 50 Cent shows. Um, what else do I like? Um, a, a lot of shows not on anymore. <laughs> um,
1: what else do I like? Well, it's just in general, and not necessarily currently. Okay,
2: uh, I used to love How to Get Away with Murder. Nice. Um, this Is Us. I like I just love that show. Um, and I used to like that show, uh, New Amsterdam.
1: Yeah. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? And a certain someone better be on that list, I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, John, <yeah>, legend. <laughs> no, I would say, like, Kanye, Drake, um... Sade, no, you said how you said four or five. You four. four. All right, Kanye, Drake, um, Luther Vandross, Sade.
1: What are three of your most favorite films? Um, this
2: movie called Love
1: Jones. Oh, nice. Um, That's a throwback classic.
2: And, oh yeah, uh, Limitless,
1: and. Eyes wide shut. Very nice. That's, a, that's an eclectic bunch. <laughs> what are two foods you can't live without?
2: Man, I can't live without uh, chicken wings or um, mac and cheese.
1: Homemade, right? Not from the box.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that is.
1: That exactly. Is yes. <laughs> what is that powder? I don't know. and what is one of your guilty pleasures My guilty pleasures I I would say sex clubs makes sense based off of all the information (laughs) that we've gotten yeah sex clubs are my
3: guilty
2: pleasures that's that's, yeah yeah that's, that's that's where you can find me as much as possible
1: what are you currently binging are you currently binge watching anything on a streaming service or something
2: um. I'm a. i am I just started watching The Godfather of Harlem. Oh, nice! So I think that's the only thing I'm 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 currently trying to like get through. I'm still on season one, but that's the only thing that I would consider myself is like going to like binge. I've already binged Better Call Saul, so. Yeah, I would say Godfather of Harlem is where I'm at right now. Um so I I I you I binge I always binge you. Uh, as soon as they come out I watch it in the you know, I watching the first two days. So I just finished
1: watching you. So now I'll be watching Godfather of Harlem. What's next for John Legendary? What's coming out soon? What's on the horizon for you? We're still, I would say, at the start of 2023. So you've got the rest of the year there for you. What's coming up for you?
2: So I'm going to start dropping volume one, volume two of of Legendary Anal soon. Um, A lot of people don't know about that series. Um, I have two amazing, amazing uh, female talent in my first two series of I – mean, in my first two volumes of that series. We got Cherie DeVille in volume one and Alexis Fox in volume two. So that was, like, huge. So I'm looking forward to dropping those. Um, and then I just find um, an a exclusive uh, a representation contract with Motley Models. Congrats. So I look forward to – Thank you. So I look forward to working with them and, and, and seeing where that goes. So, And then the website, I hope to launch this June. So the, I would say those are three uh, areas of where I'm kind of focused and excited about for uh, 2023.
1: How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web in regards to social media, but as well as where they can find your content? It's your chance to drop all of your links.
2: Yeah, so you can find me on miniviz or or OnlyFans at John Legendary, um, just spelled out just like it is. On Instagram, John Legendary underscore, and on Twitter, Mr Legendary XXX.
1: Perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in, or even to the new fans and supporters that hopefully you've gained after listening to your story?
2: Well, thank you so much for everyone listening. Can't wait to learn about. Each of you guys, hit me up on my OnlyFans. I love the chat. Let me know what you're thinking, what you, what type of content you would like to see. Um, my audience is, like, I like to cater to my audience. So whatever content that you would like to see, you would like to see more of, or just crazy ideas you have for, like, cool things, let me know, and I'll see if we can make it happen. But I'm for the people. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. I love that. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, John.
2: Uh, thanks, Matt. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Of course. And the door's open for more. Whenever you want to come back, uh, let me know, and we will make some more interview that. magic happen. Certainly maybe around the time that the that. website drops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Perfect. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. <laughs>
3: Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on -on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com After Dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com Poppy Chulo One-on-One. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo.
1: Thanks, announcer. And with that, John Legendary and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners.
2: Good night.
0: Thanks for listening to one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night
3: and have a wonderful week.